Midwives dissecting life, work, and everything in between. This is Head On View. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Head On View. I'm Carly. And I'm Laura. And today we are chatting to Ali. So Ali is a nurse who also combines that with acting. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) <laughs> so tell us what came first for you, acting or nursing? Acting, of course. So I did a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. I've basically been a nurse for pretty much four years. Nursing in total, I worked in healthcare as well before nursing. And I did that with acting at the same time. Well, acting was first and then that came along to support me, basically. But yeah, I've been kind of juggling the both. Right. And... I have a full passion for acting, so I've never given up. I've worked as an actress for 12 years. I've worked in nursing, basically, for for a decade, art being an RN for four years. And my background in nursing is hematology and hemodialysis. But now I've got surgical behind my, in my books now as an agency nurse. Not fully trained, I've not ordered it, but I've been working in surgical mainly as an agency nurse now. And it's the agency is more flexible in regards to my acting, so I can do both. And you're from New Zealand. So did you train in New Zealand? In New Zealand. I've only been in Australia for over a month. I studied acting in England. That's where I'm from. And then came to Australia. Yeah, and I did acting. It was working for like a media company. And then I sort of was just like, what of it? And then, yeah, so then not board of acting but I didn't have enough acting work to support myself full-time so then did the nursing which the nursing and midwifery as well midwife too and has been great as you said because it's so flexible and especially with things like auditions so I guess for a lot of people if you're not in the acting world you won't know but sometimes you will get a call that will literally be like oh there's an audition can you be there in one hour you know if you've got a regular nine to five job you just aren't exactly right and I'm quite lucky I mean for the first year of nursing or a couple of years actually it was all shift work. So it did pan out with my acting. Everything kind of lined in perfectly. Actually, what a coincidence. But I would have that experience. And then after years of that, coming into Australia, it's nice to have that freedom, actually. I know you don't feel stable with the casual work, but there's a lot of work as a nurse anyway. They're begging for nurses here. I know. Even in New Zealand, it's it's really suffering. It's just because of, you know, everything that's going on. But... Yeah, and with the acting side of it, it's it's not, yeah, you're right, it's not sustainable, it's inconsistent, unless you become an elite actor, which is actually really hard to get into. Yeah. It's it's more, you get paid like a regular job, really, in, in general acting, a lot of misconceptions of what people think. You think you're totally rich. Yeah, they'll give you a $10,000 check, maybe, but how, long, how, how consistent is that? It's basically like a regular job. You get that in one lump sum, though, and don't yeah. forget the taxes. Was there a lot of acting work in New Zealand? Was that kind of one of your main reasons to move to Melbourne? Yeah, I was quite fortunate to get some work. I have worked in Shortland Street, don't know, but it's really hard to get back in. Yeah, if you know what Shortland Street is, it's like a New Zealand version of Home and Away, and and so it goes on forever. <laughs> it would it won't get cancelled, unlike Neighbours, unfortunately. It's not consistent enough, but for me, I just love the fact that I'm able to sustain myself as well support myself as well as do what I love and acting doesn't have to be all about the money a lot of people 
think it's all about that fame and fortune type deal. Yeah, I love how social media is now a way to sort of for places to like sort of vet you. And it's like you're already doing an audition without even knowing you are. So it's amazing how far things like TikTok come. I said to you the other day, I was like, I'm not on TikTok. And you're like, don't do it, Laura. You go down the <laughs> Because TikTok you go down this hole and then you're in TikTok and you're like, no, I've spent like four hours just scrolling TikTok. Like, it's crazy. I mean, you can, you think oh, I'm going to be on for half an hour and then four hours later, five hours later, like, what just happened? Oh my God, yeah. I'm in this rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but there is it so is. many interesting people. So that's where I initially saw you on TikTok. And then oh, cool. a few other guests that we've got coming up, I saw on TikTok as well. So, so you know, it's, it's like research too. Carly finds all the interesting people. I'm, I'm just, I'm not as cool as Carly. So what did that say? Yeah. No, I think TikTok's a great platform to kind of express your creativity. And there is this misconception. I mean, I'm not, I don't see myself as an influencer or anything like that, but I find it as a creative outlet. And yeah. uh, for me, it's just able to express because a lot of creativity is kept inside. And then I have this great idea. Why not put it out? And I always, you know, I, I always say to people, you know what? It's a creative outlet. And I love it because I'm able to project what I feel. I think when I was growing up, I was always like, why can't I just want to be like an accountant or something? Like that would be easy <laughs> to do because I feel like any job that you're going to do that's creative. It's one of those jobs where, you know, you can go and do all the courses, all the study, and it doesn't guarantee you a job at the end of it. No. And, and it, so it doesn't matter. You can work really hard and you can be like the best person out there, but also not quite enough that you ever give up. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you exactly. can't ever be too realistic. How do you find nursing in terms of, this is a big topic, I think, for Carly and I, in terms of burnout and because you're already used to an industry that probably has a big burnout rate, like in you know, the arts, how do you handle all that sort of burnout and bullying? I mean, there's a lot of stuff I can't talk about in regards to New Zealand, but there, unfortunately, burnout and bullying is quite predominant in New Zealand. Right. And it's, the, unfortunately, nursing culture there is one of the, it's, it's horrible and they, it needs to really change. And it's all about the hype who's you know, the seniority or who's got the most levels as a nurse, kind of like Pokemon, you get the highest level and they think you're the boss. But unfortunately, a lot of people get desensitized and, and then they kind of like not realize that they're actually becoming the bullies. Yeah. And I've called out a few people actually. And in regards to like, I mean, with that on top of it, it adds to the burnout and to be able you have to just go on the toilet and cry. And that's the reality. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. We've, We've all been, been there. there. <laughs> I know. We've all been there. And I cry, 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 cry. I'm not going to show it to people, but I, I will admit I do cry. And uh, and sometimes I go home and scream. and Or sometimes I do talk to my family. But then I always get referred if a company finds out that I've been bullied and stuff, they always say, do you want to talk to EAP or, you know, kind oh, of like yeah. the, the therapist uh, phone calls. And, yeah. you know, honestly, they, some people, it works, uh, it works for some people, but for me, it does not. I've tried calling and they would not be consistent and they would never pick up. And, you know, why would you want to keep ringing and ringing and ringing um, yeah. when your you know, mental health is actually quite greatly affected? You don't want to bother. You wouldn't want to bother. So it's the companies are offering this thing like, oh, we're offering it 
But then when you actually go to use it, it's really not that great. Yeah. No, it's not. Do you think they know it's not that great? They probably do. I most likely think they do, but they do it to cover themselves up as much as they can. And as health professionals, we have to write down every single detail of any event that's happened at work yes. or if it goes to the court, then, you know, they're doing an investigation and whatnot, you know. We've all been through that. It's systemic, I was saying today. Like, it's a... Uh, one of my friends works in North Queensland and the bullying up there is so bad. It's not just North Queensland. It's everywhere. It's in Australia. It's in America. It's in New it's Zealand. Everywhere. It's everywhere. It's not like, oh, you come to Melbourne and you won't be bullied. Like, guarantee you will be bullied in any workplace in some way. I don't think this is going to inspire people to become a nurse. I dare say nursing would be harder in terms of bullying than acting. I've never acted though, so that's just me guessing. <laughs> it kind of has prepared me to put on a face, if that's yeah. what you mean. Acting has definitely made me put a facade on. It's not mm-hmm. always a good thing because sometimes you want to voice things out. Mm-hmm. We do have poker faces. I find as I, yeah. I'm a registered midwife, I, I'm not a nurse, but I feel like the masks have hidden our poker faces. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah. if I took my mask off now, all the patients would actually really know what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, but it, it does. It does all the time. How many times have you been, you know, trying to find like a fetal heartbeat or something? You can't find one, and the mum's like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, yeah, "Sure, yeah, yeah. It's probably just this machine. Just what you know." You don't want to yeah. worry people like until yeah. you actually know that's something to worry about. You do not want to be making other people worry. So you're always just like, "Yeah, all good. It's all fine." Yeah. So I need oh. to learn how to act. I think as nurses, typically we are acting, especially in different situations. And they they often try to, you know, patients I find, and they do this a lot in mid, is they try to play off on other midwives just to see which midwife will give which information. But it must be difficult as it is being a peds nurse or midwife because there must be in the difficult situations. My poker face used to be really good. Now it's, I need to work on it. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm an adult nurse. Whenever I meet nurses and they're like, no, I couldn't deal with babies or pregnancy, I'm always like, no, just I don't want to deal with adult. Whenever we get an overflow on the ward and it's adults, I mean, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with men. And the men always seem to, for some reason, even if they're not having any sort of lower surgery, always seem to think they don't need to wear underwear underneath their gowns. And I'm always like, sir, you can put your underwear on. It's fine. No, no, I'm all good. Oh, my God. That's a real thing. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that. And I'm a lactation consultant as well. And I've had women say to me, oh, you must touch boobs all day long. And I'm like, actually don't. I'm a very hands-off Elsie. I I see a lot of boobs, but I don't actually touch a lot of boobs. What's your thoughts, though, on... I find the very difference in culture here in Australia and to New Zealand, like with doctors and nurses. So in New Zealand, I find it's a lot more autonomous with the doctors. You're able to collaborate with the MD. I definitely found in the public system, you can be a bit more autonomous because with the doctors, they're on a team, but they're changing out all the time. So it's not like, oh, this is my patient. And I definitely found in the public system, it was a lot more acceptable to if you thought something was up, you can go send some bloods off and do that and then go to the doctor and go, okay, look, this was what's happening. So I sent some bloods. This is what I've got. I think we need something. And that was cool. Whereas in the private system, I found, oh, you know, and this is just normal stuff. Like a lady's had a massive hemorrhage post-birth. You know, she's lost one and a half litres. The next day she's looking really pale. So you're thinking, okay, 
let's do an FBE because she might need, you know, iron or blood transfusion, sending that off. And then in a private system, the doctor's like, well, I didn't order these bloods. Why were they even done? Oh, gosh, now I'm going to have to charter something. <laughs> oh, my God, that happened to me. That's why I had another confrontation with this lady doctor consultant. And I said, this patient is having a fever. Should we do some cultures? And then the, the nun said, the nurse unit manager said, no. And I'm like, why? Why? It's protocol. It's absolutely protocol. It's infection, yeah. you know, just in case they have yeah. an infection. And then she's why, you know, do an x-ray then. But I don't, what's the point of doing blood cultures? Because they don't want to do anything else. It just shows that, you know what, as a patient, if I was a patient, I'd rather go to the public. Well, at least, I guess, in a public system, you're, as a patient, you're, if you say to your nurse, I have a fever or I feel sick, they act on it. And there's a series of protocols. I think it depends as well, though, how much confidence you have in your skills and your assessment. So. You know, like if you, even if you're working in a private, but you're very confident in your job and what you can do and you are happy to do this and then say to the doctor, look, I've done this. And obviously it's not all doctors as well. Like I've worked with some really great doctors in the private system. It's always great to go do the public because I feel that really sort of gives you a backbone and makes you be like, okay, what's your next acting adventure here? I had a rehearsal today. So the reason why I'm in Melbourne is not because of nursing. It's because I was. I came here because I'm doing a feature film. Ooh. And I can say, I think the synopsis and the title of it, it's called Wife. And it's not till coming out until 2023. I'm a supporting actress on there. And her name is Julie. She's a lawyer. And so if you look at IMDb, I think it's Gus Molman as the director and executive producer. And if you look him up, they, you know, it will come up with the synopsis. It's a dark comedy, basically about a man who is looking for his wife. He's at the age and he can't find, he's an awkward, lanky guy. And so he makes this decision to find a wife. So I'm one of his exes and you'll see me at the start, most likely. And <laughs> yeah, I was quite grateful. Like, it doesn't matter how big or small the part is to be able to be in a film. And also, since I'm in Melbourne, I auditioned for another, for an independent movie and called Monk, I think it is. And it's a spiritual type movie. When I did my audition, it was basically with the, the priest and he wanted me to go in deep. So I started crying and crying and crying. And he really said, you can act. And I'm like, because what I've learned is the Meisner technique from Billy at the Actors Pulse in Sydney via Zoom and I've been going to his classes and it's helped me get into it's not method but it's similar and you can it's only when you get into the moment you become this character and it becomes real to you so that's how I was able to get into that very emotional state that's really exciting so are you planning to stay in Melbourne after that or is it just sort of like see what happens so I'm staying in Melbourne uh, well after that I'm going to go to the do regional nursing and because I know it pays a lot. (laughs) I want to see the amazing views of Australia, especially Western Australia and New South Wales and the the regional areas. So it's mainly to see what the culture is like as well and and just see the scenery. It's just an opportunity because I never got to see that when I was in Australia last time. You'll love regional nursing. There's so much out there. I know. We're so lucky as nurses slash midwives that we can do that so 
That's what I've been doing. And even with acting work. So I went down to Tassie and worked down there as a midwife for a year, but I got two acting jobs down there. And then they'd started filming quite a lot of stuff down Tassie. And then I got someone, oh, we saw you on this. Would you do an audition for this? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And did this whole audition read. And I didn't get the part, which I was very disappointed with. But I was still excited because I was like, oh, but they contacted me, like without me even doing, without me even submitting. So I was excited about that. But even, yeah, you're finding these places that there's still, that they just film everywhere now. This is how I see it when it comes to auditions. You know, getting an audition is an opportunity to be seen by a casting director. And it's, even if you don't get it, it's a way of actually showing your showcase and your work. And uh, I, I I try to use it as a positive as much as I can. Back in the day, I used to think, oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And, but now it's just like, you know what, actually, as long as, long as you're persistent about it and just keep auditioning, you're going to be recognized for the work you do. And it is work. I mean, yes. you don't get paid for it, but it's still work. And putting into that, those hours into it, it will show you're very persistent and you, you really want to do it. And they're looking for actors who are quite, you know, persistent about it. And sure. uh, I was I auditioned for the Bay of Fires and they asked me to audition, which is not often. I was just like, what? They asked me to audition? They want to be, I've memorized seven pages and I only had two days to do this. Oh my God. I, w- I had COVID at the time too. This was in March. I had COVID and I was in New Zealand not at the fine. time. And it's not, no. And I had to do it. But I didn't. And someone said, you could have said you had COVID. But you know what? I said, it's an opportunity. I, I was grateful to even being asked to do an audition. Yeah. And everything's online, which is good. And sometimes work. it comes up, like, I once played a doctor in this thing. And then I was like, oh, this is really funny because I'm actually like a nurse. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you put this stethoscope around you. And I was like, wow, now I'm a doctor. <laughs> Even though we put, I put stethoscopes around my neck, you know why? Because it makes me feel important. <laughs> but it's also to make patients feel that they're under great hand. They're under, you know, someone has, that knows what they're doing. Because <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I just want people to have be confidence in me. Yeah. Like you walk into a room and someone has a stethoscope around their neck. You're like, okay, if something goes wrong, she's got to. But then everyone keeps thinking I'm a doctor because you're agency nurse. You're like wearing a different uniform. You're wearing scrubs and yeah. I do a lot of domiciliary work, which is like community work. And I'll walk into a house and I have a stethoscope, and kids are always like, "Doctor's here." I'm like, "I'm (laughs) "I'm not a doctor, sweetheart. I'm a midwife." Did you know you're a twin, Ali? Yeah, it's my brother. Do you have any cool twin stories? Uh, a twin, a twin stories. You I know like, those ones where they go, "Oh, my twin got hit in the head, and I was five thousand miles away." And I was like, "Oh, my head hurts." My mum always said that there was one time where my brother hit his hand against the sliding door, like it closed on him, and I was the one screaming in pain. So, I mean, I think there has to be a connection. We, yeah, we do have a connection, and yeah. whether you know you're fraternal or identical, it's. I think we there's a connection, and it can be yeah. a connection also with siblings if you're close enough. It's you know what life, life is mysterious. That's all I say. It's you know it's quite a coincidence that people always say it's a coincidence, but I think it's there's always something behind it all, and yeah. we just don't understand it fully. And the reality is, even the most spiritualist person doesn't understand it. We don't really understand it fully. So How, how's New South Wales anyway? Is it still flooded? Well, we're we're quite far north, New South Wales, so we've sort of the flooding bit is like just south of us. So it's just yeah. it's basically just raining all day, hailstones, like it snowed in Byron Bay today, I saw. 
We what? were predicted snow today, but we never got any, which was disappointing because I was like, if it's going to be cold, we could have at least have snow. That's it. It's just yeah. cold and raining. It's nothing yeah. exciting up here at all. So, Carly, you're going to go to Perth soon. And, Ellie, I heard you say that you might want to go to WA. Yes, after filming. So it's not going to be until after August. Okay. So that's when I start filming. You've got lots of exciting things coming up, which is really cool. And I love the fact that you're nursing really helps you with your acting being an actor it's not about being famous it's about be able to express your creativity to be able to do what you love and to be able to get out of your reality and go into another character's reality that's the point of being an actor and to be able to enjoy able to entertain others but the reality is you just have to you know find something that you can sustain to be able to sustain what you love because just in case something does happen, at least you've got something else to back fall back on. And that's the reality. No, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think you want to live your life just for likes, if that's the way to say, you know, doing stuff to try yeah, and impress no. other people. You've got to do stuff because you love it. Otherwise, you just will, you just won't end up doing it or you'll just be very unhappy. So were your family quite supportive otherwise of you doing sort of like an arty create, you know, something that's not really the norm, like a doctor, a lawyer, accountant. I did ask my family for help in certain situations at times. And because sometimes the money's not there and then I had to work in customer service and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. My family are happy I'm doing both actually. And they're quite proud of the fact that I'm still acting and with nursing as well. I think it's like for me as well, I find not having to do a job that I hate, like I remember doing, you know, all those customer service jobs or those admin temp jobs that I absolutely loathed and having to do those in between acting work was just so soul-destroying. So now I can actually go and do a job that I enjoy. I'm just like, yeah, this is a good thing. That's, I'm glad you still love being a midwife, Carly. That's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Thank you so much for your time today, Ali. It was so lovely chatting to you, all your stories. Now, if people want to follow you, where can we find you? Okay, so if you want to follow me, I'm mainly on my Instagram. My Insta it is Ali Quirky Nurse. At Ali Quirky Nurse. So A L L E Y Quirky Nurse. So you'll find me easily, or you can look me up on the web. Just put A-L-E-Y Williams and you'll find me straight away. Though awesome. I, I do not like my family looking me up or friends, but anyone else think this fine. But yeah, I'm pretty easy to it's find. It's been great talking to you and it's really lovely to see you combining arts and science together, which I think is really, really important for people to know that you can do that. And I know Carly's always done it, but it's really nice. It's nice to see other people doing it as well. Because a lot of times when I say to people I do this, they're like, what? You do they're like, Why would you be nurse as well? Oh, well, because, you know, money. Have to. Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, all I yeah. say is why not? You know, yeah. go, go, go Carly and I. Woo! Yeah, yeah I know. Well, look, I'm not going to act, but I mean, I could write a memoir or something. Exactly. I don't have the time for that. <laughs> you never know. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Just, just do, do it. it. That's just right. Just do it. <laughs> It's been really great having you and listening to you and chatting about your stories. And I wish you all the Thanks. best in your upcoming adventures, which sounds very exciting. Until the next episode, it's time to boot this baby home. I didn't know it was still recording.